0: Hey everyone, this is Christopher Chansey, creator of Theater of Heels. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to check out this and my other projects on my website, ChristopherChansey.com. If you're interested in supporting my work, please take a look at my Patreon at Patreon.com slash Patrons on all tiers are granted access to my podcast two weeks before they go live on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and more. Check it out in the links in the descriptions. Thank you for the moment of your time, and now I present you with our story. Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Heist, and Heels, Part 2, Headquarters, Chapter 8, Into the Fold. What did you say? Cedric clutched the sides of his skull as he stared in horror at the blurred man. He could still feel the burning remnants of the psychic's telepathic intrusion. The blur Man regarded him imperiously. Cedric winced as he felt a cold wave of the other man's cruel laughter wash over the landscape of his mind. The blur Man's invasive voice followed suit. I always find it amusing how you lesser beings cannot fathom your powerlessness. He sniffed. It must be especially humbling for a man like yourself. Your vocation as an officer of the law is so integrally ingrained into your identity. You pride yourself on taking control of chaotic situations, not having the reverse happen to you. I believe such revelations of your true insignificance might even break you, Cedric growled defiantly. You don't know anything about me. (laughs) Officer Belfry, I can read your every thought. I know all your repressed desires, unmentioned fears, and greatest shames. I'm also telepathically connected to a surveillance expert who can instantly pull up your entire electronic footprint from your spending habits, credit report, and your social media history. Not to mention a team of precognitive operatives who are tracking your every move before you make it. Cedric stared, horrified. In short, Officer Belfry... "'I know you better than you know you,' the Blurman telepathically chuckled again, causing a shiver to shoot down Cedric's spine. "'In fact, with less energy than it would take for me to scratch my nose, I could remap your entire brain!' Cedric thought bitterly. "'I wish I could remap your nose with a punch.' A spike of pain lanced through Cedric's mind an instant before his fist shot up of its own volition and slammed into the bridge of his nose." Wham! Stars flashed before Cedric's vision as he staggered back against the table. The blur man regarded him smugly. See? The intruder began to stroll about the room, examining his surroundings with impunity. Given your acute denseness, I shall repeat myself, Officer Belfry. You are not in control of this situation. He regarded him smugly. I am! The blur man stopped next to where Erica stood, still frozen in the act of raising the non existent pistol. Cedric's breath quickened. Don't touch her! The blur man's featureless face glanced in his direction before he obstinately tapped her immobile shoulder. He stepped away from Erica and stared at Cedric imperiously, daring him to respond. Cedric licked his lips. What did you do to me? Before I answer your inane question, again, why don't I invite your host to this tiresome conversation? Erica and Jefferson instantly sprung to life. Cedric, look out! She then screamed at the blur man's sudden proximity and staggered back pulling the trigger of her non-existent gun. She tripped and fell back onto her butt. What? What? She stammered, looking around, confused. Meanwhile, Jefferson exploded outward in his storm form, thundering, "Get out of my home!" The Blurman stared at the elemental intently. "Power down, Mister Stewart." Jefferson grunted as he grabbed the sides of his cloudy head. His body crackled with lightning as he slowly shrunk down and reverted to his human form. "There now," the Blurman said haughtily. Now that we are all in a better position to have a much more pleasant interaction. At least for you. He let his telepathic words sink in. Incidentally, Miss Belfry, your weapon is on the shelf should you need it later. Erica glanced at hers and Cedric's weapons before she pushed herself to her feet. She glared at the telepath. What do you want? I am here to remind you of who's in charge, and inform you that your leeway is finally coming to an end. You and your companion have slipped up," he pointed at Cedric. Had your brother decided not to confront you directly, or tried to reach out to some overarching news affiliate or (laughs) the authorities, you would have been attending his upcoming funeral. I'm given to understand that police funerals are full of all kinds of pomp and circumstance. It would have been quite the spectacle. Erica snapped. Are you threatening my brother? Cedric held out his hand. Erica, don't. Yes, Erica, don't. The blur man repeated. And do sit down. Erica found herself sitting back in the armchair against her will. There now. The blur man nodded. Let's get this over with. I'm sure that you and your brother have so much more family bonding to get to. More so, I have better things to attend to than the matters of your trivial lives. Jefferson growled. So sorry to interfere with your important affairs. The Blurman said, I informed your brother already, but alas... He was too dense to comprehend the implications. Thanks to his scant knowledge of our affiliations, I have bound him with a psychic contract. What? Erica exclaimed. Jefferson's eyes flashed with lightning. Erica asked, So, if Cedric tries to say anything, he will get the same migraines and his mouth will clamp shut too? Oh no, said the telepath clearly enjoying himself. That's what happens to you and the people in your position. His contract is significantly different. Why don't you tell them what I said, Officer Belfry? The blur man then turned to face the window, clearly unconcerned with turning his back to a room full of people that hated him. Erica looked at her brother. Cedric? Cedric averted his eyes. Cedric, what did he tell you? Erica demanded. He said... Cedric paused to lick his lips. He said that if I tried to reveal any of the secrets that I knew about you and the people you um, work with, that I would... Uh... He trailed off. What did he say? Erica prompted. Cedric looked directly into her eyes. He told me that my heart would stop. Erica sprung to her feet again. An explosive force whip cracked across her skull, but she ignored it as her fury washed away all thoughts save one. She screamed, You would die? The blur man turned suddenly. For an instant, his features flickered, and Erica saw the surprised expression on his beady eyed, petulant face. How did you? Erica's roar overrode him. You threatened to murder my brother? The Blur Man's features distorted as his face became nondescript again. Um, he visibly composed himself. Yes. Erica took a menacing step forward with clenched fist. I ought to... You will do nothing. The psychic's words bashed into all their minds. Jefferson grabbed his head and Cedric collapsed to his knees. Erica stumbled back, but she glared at the Blur Man. Ignoring the blood that abruptly started to drip from her nose, the blurred man straightened up and regarded them icily. Despite your little escapade today, Miss Belfry, neither you nor anyone else is above the consequences of your actions. Whether intended or not, your inadvertent actions have dragged your brother into the fold, as it were. You should rejoice. Your family is now bonded closer than ever. Erika's fury was overshadowed by unbridled fear. Her heart ached as she stared at her brother and moaned. Oh, Cedric. I'm so sorry. The blur man continued. If your brother can be mindful of what he says, you can remain one happy little family. Otherwise, he shrugged. I will be sure to send flowers to his casket. Anonymously, of course. Jefferson's eyes crackled. You son of a... The blur man's voice snapped through his skull. Mind your tongue, Mr. Stewart. After everything that has transpired today, I'm not above updating your contract. The blur man regarded them all like a kennel master who brought his dogs in line. Now that we have an understanding... I suggest you get your story straight. I believe your concerned parents will be here within the hour. Unless, of course, you would like us to hand out more contracts to your family. No, no! Erica and Cedric shouted in unison. The Blurman nodded. I thought as much. With that, the Blurman vanished. Cedric sprang to his feet, looking around wildly. Where did he go? Erica ran to him and collapsed into his arms. Oh, Cedric. I'm so sorry. Cedric automatically held his sister as she started to sob on his chest. He looked at Jefferson with wide eyes. The older man regarded him sadly. Finally, he stood up and strode over to refill the coffee mugs. He sighed. I believe we have much to discuss before your parents arrive. Discover what's happening on the next episode of Theater of Heels. After these messages. On the next episode of Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Heist, and Heels, the city of Majestic is brimming with excitement as preparations are made for the Founder's Day Gala. At this party, Majestic's elite leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, and trendsetters gather to mingle and spread their collective influence. However, none present had the same clout as the superheroes at the Capes Corps. Join us as Block, Sprinter, Sleek, and Spearhawk. Take central stage for a night you are not soon to forget. Tune in next week for Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Chapter 9, Waiting in the Wings. See you then. On the next episode of Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Heist, and Heels, the city of Majestic is brimming with excitement as preparations are made for the Founder's Day Gala. At this party... Majestic's elite leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, and trendsetters gather to mingle and spread their collective influence. However, none present have the same clout as the superheroes at the Capes core. Join us as Block, Sprinter, Sleek, and Spearhawk. Take central stage for a night you are not soon to forget. Tune in next week for Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Chapter 9, Founder's Day Gala. See you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater Appeals. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChansey.com, and my YouTube channel, Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.